Blog Talk Radio. Good God been to him 
and his family. And as you stated and as I stated, as we all have stated one time or another, God is no respect of person. And so please, please, please be mindful that the thing that you're going through is only for the glory of God. And so the next voice you'll hear will be our guest for this morning. And we ask you to please, you know, be mindful that you all have an opportunity to come on too. And call the number is 310-982-4126. Good morning, Mikey on the net. Thank you very much. Uh, good morning to all the radio listeners. And uh, I want to thank you, Brother Lewis, for having me on today. This is a very, very special time of the year for all of us. Uh, I just want to ask all of the listeners to take in consideration and remember all of the guys and girls that are incarcerated. This is a very, very lonely time of the year for them. Uh, you would never believe how many uh, brothers and sisters that maybe even take their life and just can't put up with this time of the year, being away from family, loved one. It's hard to be a 21, 20-something-year-old man in prison and have a girl that's out here that you love that no longer writing you or kids that, that's your kids that uh, someone else is uh, taking the responsibility that you made your mistake in life to do. So let's please keep them in consideration and keep them in prayer and if you know someone that's incarcerated, please just send them a note, send them a card and say, Happy Thanksgiving. I love you. Jesus loves you. And the world is thinking about you. And so with that, we'll move on to what a great day the day is. This is a Thanksgiving day. Every day is Thanksgiving, Brother Lewis, because God blesses us with a different day. I never thought I'd make it this this, this long, uh, Brother Lewis. At, at the age of uh, six years old, seven years old, I was saying, Lord, if I could just make it to 50, I'd be happy. Because people weren't living that long now. And God blessed me with 62 years, and I'm still kicking strong. And I just thank him. I made my mistakes. I turned my back against the Lord, but he never turned his back against me. He's a wonderful God, and I'm I'm here to testify to that. I'm not just here to open my mouth and to make people think. I love the Lord because he has proved himself to me in many ways. People talk, but God is action. And I, I, I learned that the hard way. I spent more than 35 years incarcerated in Texas Department of Criminal Justice. And man says, man says that I'm living a life sentence on the street. But God says I'm free, and I am free indeed in him. And so I thank him for that, and I thank you so much, Brother Lewis, for the work you do and to the juvenile system. We need more people working with our kids. Uh, people always say that the kids are our future, but no one wants to get involved. Uh, they could call you up and, and connect somehow with you, make donations to do things for the kids, go out with you to see the kids. Uh, there's a lot of things that can be done, but most people won't get involved until their kid is in danger. And uh, I think that we should so just true. stay involved. That is like so true. I, you, you, you know, Mike, you were saying about. that you had went out there with me to see the kids and stuff, and it was a blessed time. Now, those young men, they actually was blown away at that awe about the people that want to spend time with them. It's amazing what yes. a visitor do to a, a someone incarcerated, whether they're young or old. And I can imagine that their lives have been changed. You know, I always say, help change your life. But how do you do that? By being a part of someone's life. By saying hello, by encouraging them, by just letting them know that you're available. It don't take very much. I remember someone changed my life and said, man, you could be better than what you are. Here, man, you can, here's a job for you. That changed my life. You know, so it ain't no big thing. It's nothing uh, mystery. Uh, it's not a mystery on how we go about doing it, by sharing Christ Jesus with them. And I am so glad 
that you point that you touched on some things that that dear to my heart and they dear to your heart too about incarceration. I was at the juvenile center last night and I was sharing with those young men that God have something special in store for them, but they have to be a part of God's plan. You know, we know our God can you, do you, everything you, and anything, but you got to be a part of it. You have to be, you know, uh, brother Lewis, being a part of of, of changing lives. It takes a, a, a team. It's like a football team. You need a running back. You need a quarterback. You need a receiver. You need a, a, a tackler. And so you carry the word into you carry the word to these guys from the Bible. And I carry. I'm a witness. I'm here to testify on the witness stand. That's what I am. I'm a witness for the state, for the country, for the world. And I'm a witness. I'm the whistleblower that Jesus is real. And so that's what I am. We we all got our part in this game. And if everybody put together and let's run this play, we can change some lives. I know we can change some lives. That is so, so true. Uh, a, uh, go ahead. Yeah, I was just saying that we have to all participate because some guys can come straight from the word that you bring them and just jump on the horse and start riding. Some guys want to hear what, what happened. How you got how you got dragged out? How you went to the pits of hell and how God brought you up? Some people want some proof of what happened, and they don't. Some won't accept the Bible because some some preachers have not been through what some criminals have been through. You, you understand what I'm saying, Brother Lewis? Yeah, I understand and, what you're saying. Somebody, I that, 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 and, somebody, and, you know, and some people are like you know, and they say prayer. They don't believe that prayer works, but if they see it working through your oh, life and my life, they can believe prayer that it's happening. Now, people know how you will. They know the life you live, and they can associate with what you've done, man. They say, couldn't nobody but God do, do something like that because I'm in the midst of uh, it, and I know that there's a power greater than myself. Come on now, brother. Come uh, on now. Encourage a lady me. came over to this house uh, this week to visit my brother, and she said that when she first started coming over, she was scared to come here because of me. But she said she is so proud because she all she knew is I was the ex-con and that I had been to prison, but she didn't know my heart. You see what I'm saying? She judged me by my past, but when she found out my heart, oh, she just loved me. I couldn't I couldn't shut up. She's begging me to go to church. She's begging me because my heart is not my past. You know, God can make a change, and as you just said, the key to it is prayer. And I'll never forget the day that I got down on my knees in prison. And I told God that I was tired of the life I was living, and I asked him for a better life. And from that point on, I tell you, I ain't looked back yet. I ain't looked back yet. God has pulled blessings on me that I cannot Oh, handle. that is so true. That is so true. And you know what? That's what we have to realize as Christians, that the journey is going to be difficult. It's going to be a struggle. It's going to be a challenge at every turn. But we have to stay in the race. We got to stay on the course. You know, I think so much in Hebrews said being surrounded by such great a cloud of witnesses, we too can lay down every weight and sin. Those witnesses are those people that came before, those people that's walking with us, those people that have a testimony of how good God being. That when I stumble and fall, I can get up because I'm surrounded by someone that's willing to pick me up, someone that's willing to invest some time in me. I do mentoring, and I go down to Dallas Life, and I have this one gentleman, man. But I have this one gentleman that stands in the parking lot and wait on me. And I said, my God. 
He waiting, man. He waiting for salvation. He waiting for that relationship with 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 a man of God. He's waiting on God to do something in his life. And this is week after week. And I said, my God, how many people are living in the here and now that's waiting on something and they missing it? They say, Amen. Right, waiting and Amen. waiting and, and, and they missing it because ain't nobody willing to take time. And they feel like life is passing them by. I'm waiting on something. Just like in the Bible when a oh, man no. went to the a pool of the Thessalon, and he sit there, and he waited and waited, and Jesus said, how long you been here? Man, I've been here a number of years, but I ain't got no help for nobody to put me in that pool. And Jesus just spoke a word to him. Somebody just needs a word spoken to him, right? Like, That's hey, it. Somebody needs words. They need a word. Somebody need, you know, and I can go on and on because God has blessed me. He gave me a gift. Some people say, I mean, I'm not a racist guy, you know. Some people say I have a gift with authority, with with white race, some people said that my words are so powerful that I have a, a word with. I have a word with kids uh, just this week, and this is God knows my word. Uh, I say kept the guy from killing himself. He I've yeah. been working with him, and, and he relapsed. He relapsed from alcohol, and I got a call that he was down at uh at the at the train station finna shoot himself, and I took off. I was in the house cooking, and I took off, and I called another lady that worked with me, and we went got him and took him to the office. And I told him about my life and how I had relapsed, which he knew a lot about my life. But we helped him, and he's now into a, another drug treatment place that we hope that can be more helpful to him. And, you know, God can use you in a lot of ways. And I just thank God. I just want him to use me up. Just use me up, Lord, however you want to use me. And uh, and I, that's what I love. I love the Lord. I love doing his will. Material things ain't developed. You say some people with a testimony. Everybody's got a testimony. If you woke yes, up this morning, everybody's got a testimony. I mean, anybody that ain't got a testimony, call me up. I'll give you $100. If you're walking, <laughs> I don't owe you $100. Because God is good. That is good. so true. That is so true. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what. Now, Mike, now you do a, some other things also that dear to my heart. You do a, a street ministry at various times. Give us some insight on that, cause someone else might want to be a part of that. I love the kind of ministry. Those ministry, I was, I was a recipient of those ministries, man. I stood in line. I received the clothes, well, I received the shoes, but most of all, I received Christ Jesus in ministry. Well, speaking like that, of street man. ministry, it's, I don't hate to cut you off, brother Lewis, but speaking of this street ministry, I want to tell you uh, 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 something that happened this week. Um, you may not know. I don't know if I told you I was a cousin. Of, of Miss Jefferson that was killed by the police in Fort Worth, shot through her window and killed. And uh, yes. she was there taking care of her mother, which her mother's doing a lot better this week. And as it was getting cold this week, I received a letter. Her mother knows what I do. And I, I didn't receive a letter. I received a call from her mother. And she said, Michael, she said, uh, I was just sitting here laying in this bed, and I was, think, I saw where they was putting the, the homeless in the shelter. And uh, she said, it made me remember uh, when I was on the street, when I was living in the shelter and living under the bridge, and she was just crying to me. She was crying. She she knew she could talk to me, and I wasn't going to laugh, and I wasn't going to criticize her. And You uh-huh. understand what I'm saying? See, she can't I call her sisters. She can't call her brothers. She can't call my sisters, my brothers, because they're going to say, well, I told you that girl was on dope, and she couldn't. But she knows somebody that can listen to her. And she's a millionaire now, because the officers get the folk where police is surrendering, and the, the city is surrendering, but she's not looking at what she's got and what God has put in her place. But that's show to show you something else. Just hold on. I don't care if you're under the bridge or what. All tragedy ain't bad tragedy. All tragedy, oh, tragedy is not a bad thing. So don't you think that tragedy hit and it's a bad thing. 
Now, she was under the bridge, sleeping in homeless shelter, and now she's got everything God had for her. Just hold on. Like Mother Lewis said a while ago, hold on and believe. Tragedy is not a bad thing. Sometimes somebody has to go in front of us to make things happen for a lot of us. And so, and you know what? And that's the genesis of our program being saying being free on the inside, because that freedom allowed us to say, "Yes, I made some mistakes, but I'm going on. God is greater than the mistakes I made. If my heart condemns me, right. my brother, God is greater than anything. Yes, I feel bad. I'm disappointed about these things here, but look what God is doing now. Look what He can do. Look what He will do through you and I that believe in it. Come on now. Oh, I love that. I love that, man. Being free you on the inside. Because you know what? You know what? I got out, and they might be listening right now. I don't know. But I got out and I made amends to the people that I had robbed. I had locked in a freezer, in a cooler, to, and then called the police. I had robbed them. But when I got out, God made me go to them and say I'm sorry and give amends because I was sorry. I wasn't just because if, if that happened to my mother, my father, my sister, brother, and them folks, they, they loved me. They said, we read about you in the paper, Michael. Just keep doing the good thing you're doing. And, and you have to make amends. You have to forgive. You have to receive forgiveness. You have to believe in Christ. You're not going to get no blessing. You can just be on a standstill until you open up your heart to forgiveness. You know, so uh, you know what? we just want to have a relationship with Christ Jesus is more than enough. And I, oh, Mike, I, I understand it. Because, you know, as you said, as we make mistakes and as we go through life, sometimes we Everybody feel bound and sometimes we feel like the will, that we'll just deserve all those things that happen to us in the world. We're going to get sick. We're humans. We're going to lose jobs. We're going to have financial woe. But Christ, Christ is greater than everything that we ever face. It gives us a measure of comfort to go through these things. So when I lose my job, it gives me an opportunity to do more ministry. You know what I'm saying? It, it, with my Build money, it's funny. It gives me a time to rely more on Christ Jesus. I don't go over the deep end like I used to about situations. Why, my wife lose her job. I'm fussing. Oh, you know we need this job. You must have done something wrong. Oh, no, no, no. God is in the midst of this, and we're going to see what God is going to do. If we make some mistakes, we pray that he cover it, and we're allowed to go on. Because someone else needs to know that we serve a living and risen Savior, an all-knowing, all-powerful God that loves us. Amen. And not only loves us, but will provide us for us and will protect us. Mike, I want you to talk about, you know, this ministry that you that you shared a while ago, about this street ministry. Okay. Because okay. it's the very street important ministry, what I do, to know that there's people is, that do is, things like that. Okay, well, what I do is one one of my main spots is on uh on the corner of Inwood and uh, Inwood and Maple. We feed the homeless every Tuesday and Friday. I I take them clothes. I have clothes, shoes. I took over fifty pair of tennis shoes this week. We have clothes. We feed them hot meal. We have a shower for them, restroom. We have a place that they can feel free that nobody's not going to criticize them and talk about them or tell them what they need to do but show them what God has done for me and what he has done yes. for me, he will do for you. They need love. They need love. They don't need pressure. They need love and they need some affection and they need, and they need some things. Put your, I think the best way to put this is to always put yourself in their position and then turn around. What did you want? What would you want? And you didn't have a home. You didn't have nothing to eat. You didn't have a family. Put yourself in the position that how you would want to be treated, and then go out and treat the others the same. So many people tell me, Brother Lewis, that I give to my church. Hallelujah. You tell God that when you get to the gate. I gave to my preacher. He didn't ask you in the Bible, did you give to your preacher? He said, did you feed me when I was hungry? Did you clothe me when I was naked? He didn't say, did you take clothes to the preacher for me? 
You got to get out and do God's will. Don't don't send somebody else to do it. You can't send nobody else. Nobody else can't get you in heaven. So get out. We got to get out and do God's will. People need us on the street. We all they got do, family on the street. A cousin, yeah. an auntie, an uncle, or somebody. We don't admit it. We don't want to talk about it. But we need to get out and help the homeless. We can't depend hey, on somebody else to take care of our people, the homeless. And you know, we you, have you to know, get out. I, you were saying that I was thinking about when uh, many years ago when I became addicted to drugs and alcohol, it was kind of like a, a black stain on the family. It was kind of like I was the black sheep of the family. Didn't nobody want to tell about yeah. they had an uncle or cousin or brother that was incarcerated on drugs. But then yeah. really they know that they that they, they had an uncle and a cousin also on drugs. And everybody knew somebody that was on drugs. But then nobody exactly. wanted to talk everybody, about it. And I'm glad wants you to said that because we know some other people that's going through that. Whether it's a family member, a friend, a close associate, and we need to be able to because what we do for one person, it may reach that person that we hadn't seen or, 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 or that, we're, that we're praying about, that we're concerned with. Because one plants and one water. Maybe by what you're doing to help some a stranger, someone else is doing for your family member. You have to That's exactly right. Well, Every I day. Help, I don't know about them. So I need to. Every yeah, day. You, you, and I, and and I like the way you bad. said that. It's bad, but you said it the key word. Because when I was incarcerated, I could get more help from outsiders than I could my family. Now, I'm not saying yeah. my family didn't love me, but they was ashamed and they didn't know how to come in. But somebody else could rush into my rescue, putting money on the books, sending me cards every time I look around. Well, I want to receive double that from my sisters and brothers, not just from strangers. You see what I'm saying? And, but yeah, and it we, breaks my heart, we, too. It breaks my heart that no, the strangers to come and do things that you do. I know I, I, I was in a program, and, and Habitat came in, and Habitat was building all around this little old, a, pro, a, a place I was at, and they're in the midst of it. They come to your house, and they doing things that you ought to be doing. And I went over there, and I talked to them. They said, we would love for you to be a part of what we're doing. You let us know the people that need it, and we give you all the resources. We'll sign a waiver paper. We'll make sure everything is legit, and they own their property, so can't nobody take the blessing that they're going to receive. And I said, my God, is God have laid up to, uh, uh, the riches uh, in store for in heaven for us to be able to be administrators for it, you know. Like you right, say, I own right, the caliber right. thousand hills. He got money that's in the storehouse that's ready for us. You yeah. know how it is? He said yeah. he'll, he'll, yeah. raise, he'll get the money of the wealthy to distribute to the poor. And people don't realize that. They feel like they got to do all this themselves. Mike, and I think about what you're no. doing in, in your street ministry. You don't have to do all this yourself. You got other people that's helping you. You got. I have a lot of people uh, helping. I have. I have millionaires. I have. I have millionaires that have joined in. I mean, people that that just got money, and like I said, a lot of people don't know how to get in. A lot of people do want to help, but they don't know how, and some are scared. Yeah. Some are scared to get out get out on the streets because they're scared they're going to get hit. They're scared they're going to get robbed. So when you come in and you show them that the, the ropes and how it goes. Then they feel relaxed and they can come out and you know they want to start in a building and see how these people are and then they eat on the streets and and testify and give testimonies and and feed and stuff, but you know people have to just trust God is the main thing. Trust God. You have to trust God. Nothing like you say. Nothing is too great for the Lord. You know nothing. You know there have been people that have been shot with a twenty two and die and people have been shot with a double barrel shotgun in the head and walk away. Because God can make all things. God has got the power. He got the power, brother. You know, you understand what I'm saying? And some yeah. people and say, well, know, how do I do that? 
you know, you were saying that. And, and that's what I was telling our youngsters last night out over at the juvenile center. And I asked him, I said, now, you know, uh, we talk about how good God is and he gracious and merciful. How many of you have known people that, that are no longer here that you ran around with? And that man, all of them held their hand up, you know, with other youngster kids that had got killed that was robbing hey. and stealing, gangbanging. And I said, now, was those person any better than you? And they looked a little puzzle on their face, and they got to thinking, no, that person was probably was a lot better than me, but he ain't that. I said, yeah, because God showed grace and mercy on you, and he spurred your life, not for your own purpose but for his glory he's he's he has something for you to do and that's something that we need to be mindful of and i'm glad you said that you know god don't make no mistakes he said each one of us no mistake no mistake because the thing is is, sometimes as a challenge find out what your purpose is but you continue to go before god and he'll reveal that to you that's right. You know, you have to do God's will, and he revealed more and more to you. And just like we said, you have to get out. You have to have the homeless. The homeless need help. They, they, they're not. And you'd be surprised, Brother Lewis. Now, I don't know if you know this, but a lot of homeless, they got different types of homeless. Do you know that? Different categories. Yes, they do. And, and, and it shocked me at first. And people don't realize that. that. Yeah, they people do. People don't realize They think that all homeless are bombs and filths and thieves and this and that. You got people that was once millionaires. You got people that got a divorce and just couldn't make it. You got people that lost their job and just couldn't make it. And I encourage people to stop looking at all homeless the same stereotyping people that they are not what you're making them to be because you can hurt them by doing them like that. Pray for them, help them, find out. There's people out there want to be out there, but there's people out there want to get out. There's people want, that feel they can't be relaxed and go to church and praise God because they feel they ain't looking right. But God said, come as I am. And it's up to us to show them that and tell them that, to come as you are. Not to meet them at the door and ask them, what can we help you with, because they have smelling or whatever. You understand what I'm saying on that, Brother Lewis? I understand it. You know, and you it makes perfect sense. And a lot you know, of people you know, get uh, turned around and tell me all the time because of that. And that's so true. Mike, you know, um, uh, I'm going to have to end this here segment of our interview here. I have an outing this morning, and we're doing a Thanksgiving dinner over at the uh, – Center in South Dallas at the Larry Johnson Rec Center here. We're we're partnering with some other people. I do a lot of things, but a lot of things I don't do on my own. I support other ministries, and I encourage other people to be supported. You ain't got to start nothing. You want a car, you ain't got to go build your car. Go buy your car. You know what I'm saying? You want a house, you ain't got to build a house. Go buy your house. Everybody get caught up in the in the say, well, if I didn't start it, I don't want to be a part of it. You wrong. No, wrong. No, no, no. People should show up today. People should show up today at Larry Johnson and say, I'm here to support this cause. I'm here to support this. You know, people should just show up because they heard you say that. I want to be a part of it. I don't don't care who started. Can I go get some Cokes? Can I do something? (laughs) Let's have a good time. I mean, mean, that's what it is. That's what fellowship is. You know, don't be saying who started. Don't make no difference. Because this little program that I helped get started, they on the website. And they got got pictures of everybody, even the homeless, and don't have one picture of me. And I've taken plenty of pictures and got plenty of pictures on my phone. But that don't bother me because I know no. who I serve. I know what I'm you know, I'm not out there for the public. I'm not out there for the media. I know who I serve. And you know what? I think about how John the Baptist, uh, John the Baptist, his disciples said, he came up and said, hey, you know, this guy here, Jesus is doing uh, all the other things that we've been doing, and he's encouraging, he's t- pointing people to God. And John said, "If if they not uh, they not for us, uh, they uh, they not against us, they for us." 
And I got to thinking Amen. about those things. Because sometimes we get mad when somebody's in our favorite little spot where we serve it. We know, why don't you just come on and jump me at this little spot? Oh, yo, man, we was here, we do this and that. Join us to do this and that. Because it all works to the glory of God. We fight well, over little problem, pieces brother. of real estate that don't even belong to us. You are right. You God. are right. You're so right. You know, some people don't even want to go to some family member's house for Thanksgiving. Else. Some people don't want to go to certain houses for Thanksgiving because they have such a great dinner and they can't afford it. Why do you want to have yeah, it? It's like so that? true. And that's oh, so because true, the house you know. they're having a the Thanksgiving dinner in is so much bigger than the house you live in. And, and it's come on, Lord, please help these people. Yeah. Why are we yeah. acting like this? Word about and who I got know, the best know, car? Know, who got the best house? Who got turkey and ham? What we got a hen? Come on, man. Be thankful for everything. That's so true. Hey, but I got to get on out of here. I need to go and change clothes and get ready. I'll probably, probably see change. you at Larry Johnson. I'll probably right, see well, you come at Larry over. Johnson. Please, come on over. You do. You know, if I see you, I'm going to say hello to you. Uh, uh, all I'm right, give you a all right. I'm going to let you know that Jesus loves you. you and me, too. So, I, oh, uh, man, uh, you can already know that. Thank, thank you. God bless you. Have a good day. And you're a great friend. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you. God bless you. Enjoy the balance of your day, okay? Yes, sir. God bless you. Have a good day. All right. God bless you. Oh, man, what a great interview that we had there uh, with Brothers Michael Sneed there. And as we get ready to get on out of here, I want to be very mindful for uh, that this is a time of Thanksgiving in the life of God's people, in the life of those believers, in the life of those that don't believe just yet. But they love them. But if the food is going to be shared, the clothes is going to be shared, and all manner of things are going to be shared. But God gets the glory. He gets the glory out of everything that we do. And we have to be mindful that God started this and God's finished it. And I said earlier, we're getting ready to get on out of here because we got it out of this morning. But Brother Daniel just called in, and I just want him to say hello right quick before I get on out of here. And then we'll end this here program. We still got a few seconds left. Good morning, Brother Daniel. Good morning, Reverend Lewis. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Brother Daniel. I'm getting ready to get out of here. I have an outing this morning. I need to be over at 9 o'clock. We have a, uh, a luncheon that we're preparing. I'm assisting some other people preparing a luncheon, a Thanksgiving luncheon. But I did not want to leave this just setting without giving you an opportunity to say to say good point to you. I want I want to tell everybody to have a nice holiday. Enjoy the holiday before we see you again. Well, God bless you. God bless you. And, and, and likewise, I pray if that go well with you and your family, y'all have a great time. And, Brother Daniel, I really thank you for supporting what we do, whether it's here on the on the uh, blog talk or the Internet or it's in person. Uh, you're very supportive, not only in words but in deeds also. You, you know, I, I, we talk on a regular basis. It's always encouraging to know that you uh, have your you have your challenges, but you still you still ask front. You, you, you're still out there in the battlefield. You ain't gave up. And my hat goes off to you. And up on this time of year, if we reflect on how good God been to us personally and then to our family. I think so much as God, he anointed, he anointed us men to be the head of the household and in turn the woman and the kids and all other things. Now, I'm not saying that the woman can't be the head of the household because they are, but if there's a man and a woman in marriage, the man is the head of the household. And so, even though the man may not be where they need to be at that moment, but God still put them in that position, and God is very patient, and God is always training and 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 uh, uh, mentoring us. Even myself, He's always mentoring and training men to be all they could be. So on this here time, be encouraged and be steadfast and unmovable, abiding in the Word, 
words and the work of the mm-hmm. Lord, okay? Amen. Thank you for that. All right. Thank so you we're for getting that. out of here, brother. We're getting out of here because we want to be faithful to what we do, try to be timely and go over there and do what we can. Okay, so you know I'm going to talk to you later on, all right? All right. All right. Grace, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for your grace and your mercy. Dear Lord, we thank you for this day. This day, dear Lord, that you is, that you have ordained, dear Lord, a day that's like no other day, a day, dear Lord, that you that you can show yourself mighty in the life of your people, dear Lord. It was a blessing for us to wake up this morning. It was a blessing for us to start our daily activity, dear Lord. Let us know that, that you started this. Let us know that we can't do anything apart from you, dear Lord. We ask you to put a hedge of protection around us, dear Lord. Let us not be overwhelmed or dismayed of the situation, but in all things give you glory. Dear Lord, we we thank you for the roof that we have over our head, for the food on our table. We thank you for our family and friends and loved ones, dear Lord. But most of all, we thank you for having that relationship that surpasses understanding and a relationship that endures forever and ever. Dear Lord, we ask you to watch over. We, your people, watch over all those that seeking to have a relationship with you, dear Lord. We pray that no hurt, harm, and danger follow up on anyone, dear Lord, and keep them in perfect peace until we meet again. We pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. You're Amen. listening to the weekly internet program. We all each Saturday morning from 8 to 9. Looking forward to you being our guest once again. And enjoy the balance of your day. Be a blessing to someone, and in turn, someone will be a blessing to you. Free on the inside ministry. <laughs>